subatomic gigantic occasion was a sweep in Japan nation when along came a dude with an ultra attitude, a common Morado, the greatest kicker of Japan. And of all man. Last you short now, baby. To not talk big now, baby. Hello everybody and welcome back to Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always, my lovely co-host and editor. Hello, I am Rex. And we are back at it again for another bonus episode. This makes three bonus episodes in a row. At least (laughs) from what we've recorded, we don't know if the second one's going to come out before or right after this one. But it'll, it'll be in this time frame. So if not, it's out there. It's done. So yeah, we're here to begin the exciting month that i mean it's not technically a themed month because like two episodes this month are not based on the topic we don't need to tell them that okay well hint uh wink wink nudge nudge uh but uh we are here famed but not famed yes we uh we are here to talk about some exciting godzilla stuff uh, so this is the beginning of a themed, not themed month of Godzilla month, where we're going to share some love for the big G, the guy that kind of started everything in terms of the show and, uh, kind of what we like. So, you know, this is the least we can do to give back to the big G and Toho and all of those people. So before we get into that, uh, Rex, how are you doing today? Uh doing uh doing pretty alright for the most part, you know. Good. Not much Good. really happening today. So we're here to talk about a day, a specific day. Um, could it have been yesterday? It could have been as of this recording, maybe. So we are celebrated arguably the best holiday in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. The only Which one is, that continues to remain relevant. Yes, yes, it will never not be irrelevant. It will always be relevant. And that, our dear listeners, is Godzilla Day. Yes, November 3rd. So, to understand what Godzilla Day is, I'm going to hand it over to Rex here, and he's going to explain to everybody what exactly is Godzilla Day. Well, does it really need any introduction to listeners? It's the anniversary of the full release of Godzilla 1954, which had its premiere in October of 1954, but fully released on November 3rd of that year. And, uh, I mean, in all fairness, Godzilla Day didn't really become a thing until 2019, correct? Yeah, 2019 or 2020. I believe it was 2019, because this is the fourth. So it'd be 2019. So back in 2019, Toho started this thing where they actually celebrated Godzilla's birthday. Previously, they hadn't really done that. It was just kind of like a thing they did throughout the year, which is pretty typical. Um, I mean, if you look at history's, you know, past anniversaries and whatnot. It was more of a yearly thing where they just celebrated throughout the year with little things here and there, movies and whatnot. And uh, 
but now they're they're really starting to step it up. So back in 2019, we had Godzilla Fest mm-hmm. and not G Fest, not no, the no, American no. one. Godzilla Fest, F E S. <laughs> and officially licensed. Yes, officially licensed. And I'm trying to remember what I don't remember 2019 G Fest much. Uh I don't remember anything about it. I know they did a 2021 that was mostly online, pretty much entirely online, and you had to pay for it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right, because that was 2020. <laughs> right, right. 2020 was, I mean, in all fairness, even though like COVID-19 was, was an awful thing, it did help um, Toho kind of figure out how to do this bigger than what it actually seems kind of celebration because with 2020 uh, or following 2020 and 2021, we started seeing Godzilla Fest like internationally. Yeah. They started actually like, I don't remember. I don't remember if they actually streamed the 2021. They had to have because of the hetero short. I remember them releasing the hetero short online. I don't recall them streaming. I I don't recall it. Um, but they still had the event nonetheless. <laughs> right. And yeah, you know, twenty twenty two was kind of when it became more serious, at least in the right. Western side. But twenty twenty one, that was where GVG Godzilla versus Gigan had its reveal right the initial gemstone like i mean it was uploaded to the youtube channel back as far back as like 2019 was it okay yeah oh that's right because 2019 was when wasn't that when Godziban and g versus g yeah because they were also because both of those were submitted as part of like the gemstone godzilla contest right right and so, you know, that stuff was celebrated. And then, you know, we had the Hetera short and the Hetera uh, celebration for his, hers, 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 technically. It's, it's uh, what was that, the 50th? Yeah, that was the 50th. Yeah. Um, and then last year we had Godzilla versus Gigan Rex and Godzilla Fest 3. Is it Gigan's? It's like Gigan attack or something. Gigan attacks. Yes, Gigan <laughs> attacks. Um, which was another short film, and that also historically was where they formally announced Takashi Yamazaki directing, writing, and doing the visual effects for a new Godzilla movie. Yes, where we got I the G. That. <laughs> And uh, it was revealed it would be released November 3rd of 2023 on Godzilla's birthday. Um, And then they just moved on. Like, that was at the beginning of the show, and they were like, and we're done. Moving on. Yeah, here's your teaser image. Isn't Godzibon cool? And, like, they just went off on and did other things. And then the stream died for, like, five minutes. (laughs) So that was pretty big. But it also didn't feel nearly as the the 2021 one. I feel like there's a lot more announcements that year. Um, I feel like it because I seem to remember critiquing that it just felt a little less big. 
like there's a lot more announced for Hedera um and like in that on that day than previous uh I don't know. Than... I mean I don't really remember that one particularly well. I seem to I... remember critiquing that. I feel like I, I said I... that. I definitely remember um, 2022, though. <laughs> right. Well, we did we did cover last year. So if anybody wants to know what actually like we thought, there is a whole episode devoted to, you know, that day last year. And so. Uh, but, just, you know, that happened. And then this year, there was a lot more hype. Um you know they they were doing marketing for J- Jaguar, um, and a and a ton of stuff which we will dive into. Um, so this year, um, of course, uh, Godzilla minus one did release in Japan in theaters, and uh, we're going to talk about that. But that was you know that was the first thing. But they also revealed for next year, they revealed the 70th anniversary logo, which is the iconic kind of back shot of Godzilla 54 looking down on the ground, um, silhouetted into 70th, um, yeah. which they have a whole little animation that's, you know, very akin to like the Marvel Studios logo. Um, Actually, yeah, like, that's, a, that's, yeah, that's a good comparison. Actually, I didn't think of it, but yeah. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's it's cool. I like the opening logo. It's a little basic. It's fine. Um, but, you At know. At the end of the day, it's just branding. It is. It's just branding. It's just branding. It's not like the Toho trademark logos for the kaiju that, like, have this novelty to them. It's just a logo. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. But speaking of... of you know, branding and whatnot. One of the biggest things that Godzilla Day is, is it's a time for merchandise. As we all know, you know, Bandai has a huge grip on the, on the franchise and they have for decades. Um, I, I always think about how Godzilla versus King Ghidorah actually bombed at the box office and lost money, but because of toy sales, you know, they were, it justified it. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's one of those things where Godzilla is a toy brand, um, more so than a franchise IP at points. Um, but we did get quite a decent amount of uh, announcements. And uh, part of this is because while there's the Godzilla Fest stream, which is streamed on YouTube, it's a guy on a stage, which last <laughs> year's... Kasai. Thank you. Uh, last year he stood in like this, like you could tell they like amped it up because last year he like stood under this little tent and he had like a, maybe a 72 inch screen behind him and this tiny little stage and like he, you know, he would walk there, but that was it. Um, but this year he had like a full blown, like, you know, those, you know, when I, as, as an American, I think of, okay, when you have somebody perform at like. Times Square in New York, they have this stage, they have this huge like screen behind them with lighting, and you know, they have a decent, decent sized stage. Right. That's what they did this year. <laughs> Which is pretty jarring when you watch last year's stream in contrast to this year's stream and think, man, this was only a year difference. 
Oh, it, it was kind of jarring for me even having not rewatched last year's stream. I'm like, damn, this feels different. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. I feel like I like this a little less, but I guess it's bigger. <laughs> right. It's one of those things where you can really tell within just the last year, Godzilla as an IP has grown tremendously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, merchandise. There was a fair bit of that announced, <laughs> as always. Yeah, outside of the mainstream they had going on, um, they also had a secondary stream for merchandise, the Godzilla Store TV stream. Right, which is where we did get a lot. And then here in America, at least, we also had on our technical Godzilla day, we also had a lot of merchandise. So, I, and before we get too far in, I mean, we're about we're about 10 minutes in so far to this episode. But I do want to give the quick disclaimer, we will not be covering everything. God, um, no. <laughs> I mean, there was an eight-hour stream for Godzilla Fest and then an eight-hour stream for Godzilla Store TV. There's a language barrier, even though we understand very little Japanese. There's still a language barrier. Um, Yamazaki just showed up at one point and was just borderline showed potential spoiler artwork for minus one which we'll talk about later <laughs> um and then like you have a, at least a dozen companies you have mondo you have boss coffee you have ghost x ghost pucky the godzilla store us mondo Outlaws x plus bandai bandai marusan sh monster arts like there's there's so much um you know, you have, made an appearance we you have you know godziban you have shorts made for the the stream itself you have just you have a ton of stuff and for us to record about it in a this you know short of a time frame and you know have 20 hours of of research we would have to do and then translating on top of that we can't cover all of it um, but we will be covering a good chunk, just the, the highlights, the stuff that listeners who who are like us, who live in America or Australia or maybe another English speaking location might understand or recognize or be interested in. Um, so that's what we're here for. And that's what we're going to talk about. And obviously, we're going to start off with a bang. So I want to talk about easily the coolest piece of merchandise announced oh, during the Godzilla that, uh, Fest stream. Is it what I think it could be? I think we're thinking the same thing. We are. This is going to be pretty sick. I I love it. Um, I wish I could buy five. Why stop at five? That's a good question. And of course, we're talking about the announced officially licensed Godzilla Kiryu wrench. Yes. It's a wrench. With Kiryu's face on it. Yeah. That I didn't even see at first. So, like, I, I don't... I mean, I don't really... I, full disclosure, merchandise, I buy it. I just buy whatever. Like, it's all cool. I don't really have a lot of thoughts. But I think this is funny. I mean, it's it's on par with GodzillaFoods.com with absurdity and right. a waste of money. But I would totally buy it. So, like, I'm guilty, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's only 2,420 yen. Yeah. 
not too bad. It's affordable. <laughs> yeah, that was announced and <laughs> that's all there is to it, but there's something very amusing about it. It's there's a novelty behind stuff like that. You know, like uh It's like how there's like you can buy Evangelion merchandise of quite literally almost anything. Right. You want Evangelion wrench, you got it. You want a Evangelion um tools full tool set, you got it. You got you want an Evangelion washing machine? I'm ninety percent sure it does legitimately exist. See, and but like there there is a novelty to this stuff. Like the reason like it's it's weird stuff that you wouldn't expect, right? Um and sometimes that stuff's the coolest. Mm-hmm. It's certainly the stuff that's interest, always interesting to bring up. <laughs> right. No, it's like I have this obscure um, – my like when we talk about this stuff, I think of our friend uh, Danny Damana of the Godzilla Novelization Project. He has a squeaky hammer that's made to look like King Ghidorah from uh, Godzilland. Mm-hmm. And it, it does squeak. And it's stupid. It's from an obscure anime of a popular franchise that's never, you know, that really hasn't had a lot of exposure. And it's a squeaky hammer toy. But it's cool. It's so cool because of how just random it is. I'll take your entire stock. Exactly. Like, that stuff's cool. But speaking of cool, there was also various other merchandise announced. Oh, in terms of miscellaneous stuff, how could I how could I forget uh the stream started with our host Shinsuke Kasai promoting the Chibi Godzilla hat. <laughs> See, I wasn't now. I wasn't there for the first two and a half hours. Uh I was yeah, at like work. a good chunk of like the beginning. He was just wearing this this goddamn chibi godzilla hat <laughs> well so in my experience he likes to get all of the apparel stuff and just wear it on stream oh yeah he just kept like he kept like changing his shirts to the various things as they became relevant like he went to a megalon shirt and then to a jet jaguar shirt and then other shirts i can't remember <laughs> he wore a monarch shirt at one point oh did he i don't remember yeah, so I mean, I can't you know, go back and check because the stream is currently not up, which we'll talk about at the end. <laughs> but even I mean, I like I said, I wasn't there for that, but I know at least on the U.S. side, we did get quite a few announcements from Mondo. Like uh, Mondo announced they reissued the King King Ghidorah Tiki mug, but it was the concept, you know, the blue Ghidorah. Um, and then, of course, uh, we had some vinyls. We had Godzilla 2000 with artwork by, I think, that was Attack Peter, if I remember correctly. And then Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, which I don't remember who did that art, but that looks beautiful. And then there's, you know, variants for the vinyl. You can get different colorways on the Godzilla store, uh, US, or you know, the Mondo website. Then there's the Ecolab uh, vinyl, which is just your basic vinyl. Um, that you can order as well. It's a little cheaper. So stuff like that's cool. And then I know Waxworks just teased that they're doing more. They didn't like specify, but mm-hmm. uh, they did say they were doing more. So that's exciting. Okay. Good to hear. <laughs> yeah, outside of that, there were also various 
t-shirts announced from uh, Cavity Colors announced uh, and revealed a couple of minus one shirts. Which, hmm. Okay. I'm going to be honest. So the Godzilla Store US website also had some Godzilla minus one shirts. Um, They had three, which were made specifically for the opening day in the US. Um, I would rather wear those than the Cavity Colors ones, truth be told. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of just the the uh, the renders. <laughs> right, well, in all fairness, so like the Cavity Colors ones, one is just the render with the logo and the other is just the uh, poster but textless. And then the Godzilla Store ones are just... If I remember correctly, they're just renders, but like some of them say, uh, is it Onewa Gojira? Arega. Arega? Arega. Mm-hmm. Um, Gojira, which is, is that Godzilla, of course. Um, and then it says like a film by Takashi Yamazaki, opening day, this, you know, December 1st, 2023. Um, and then there's one with like his footprint, and it's like, no, I don't know if it's it's not tie dyed, but it's it's you know, it's kind of a colored shirt. Um, I mean, Rex, if if you were to have been able to purchase those or the um, cavity colors ones, what would you have went with? I'm gonna be honest, I don't care enough to. <laughs> I I look at them, I'm like, ah, oh, neat, or ah, oh, mid. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think the cavity colors ones have nice-ish colors and they kind of pop, so maybe I'd get them, but I don't think either shirt is, either of the shirt designs are particularly all that appealing to me personally. Okay, okay. Outside so of if, what they're branded with. Right. But if you had to pick one, like if you were... I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I would probably get the cavity colors ones. Ooh. I mean, hey, look at it this way. It's better than some of the shirts that Subaraya is selling. This is true. Subaraya sells some that are pretty... Literally just the poster stuck onto a shirt. I mean, this acid wash... The acid wash t-shirt's kind of cool with its... I think it's the back. It's got the... I mean, it's basically the cavity colors ones just... That one's alright. Got Godzilla rendering the G. That one's alright. <laughs> but like either way, I'm gonna be honest. I would I'm not think about it much because like if I'm gonna import if I'm gonna import much, I'm gonna import different merch. <laughs> That's fair. Like for but- example, I would rather import if we're speaking minus one, the just announced record of Godzilla minus one. Right. And there's a couple of reasons why you would want that. Yes, that is a 400-page book that will go into great detail about the the behind-the-scenes and making of Minus One, including the uh, VFX. And what's interesting is that with the the first edition release, I want to say, they are including both an A2 poster of minus one and 
the storyboard book, which is something that I would be very, very interested in owning, especially after having now seen, because I watched some of the behind the scenes for Godzilla Minus One, I've seen some of the storyboards and they look really cool. And I'd be curious to see, to check out the rest and have, and you know, to have that storyboard book. I definitely wanted to. I just don't know. See, the problem is the price. Isn't it like two hundred dollars? It's not two hundred dollars. Well, for you, it's certainly not. For me, it might not be far off. <laughs> it's thirteen hundred two hundred yen. Or, sorry, thirteen thousand two hundred yen. Okay, so it's about what one thirty, one forty. I guess I don't remember how much the yen converts to the U.S. dollar. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I, I've, I'll think, I've thought about it since you've brought it up, but I don't know. I Actually, don't know probably only be like a hundred dollars for you. Well, then you got shipping. That's true, I guess. But Japanese shipping is fairly cheap, at least for me. The only problem is if you go on boat or if you go on airmail, that's a record. So unless it's packaged perfectly okay. Oh, God, it's less than $100 for you. How much is it? It's like $88. Ooh, okay. Maybe I'll, you. Maybe I'll buy that in December after I come back hate from my you. minus one trip. hate you. <laughs> but, you know, going back here momentarily to apparel... There is, there was also like Pucky did some announcements for some more uh, merchandise, just some some jackets, I believe. Ghost X Ghost teased Space Godzilla and Hedera shirts. The Godzilla store had some shirts and like a Godzilla Day patch. And I believe there was a few other things, um, a couple of other t-shirts that are I available in the Hedera store. I own a Hedera shirt, in fact, but I would buy a new one. <laughs> See, I good on chat. I'm see, I'm getting to that point in my life where like I don't wear a lot of graphic t-shirts. Same, um, but if I had to get one of any, of like any character other than the G-Man himself, it would probably be like either Hedera, Ghidorah, maybe Mothra, maybe because I feel like those characters look good on the shirt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, cool for anybody who buys this apparel stuff. Like, that's cool. Um, I totally get it. Um, I totally understand why some people would love to wear this stuff, especially, like, the cavity colors. It's just not my thing. Not my mm-hmm. thing. I'll yes, wear anyway. I'll wear bright, colorful, crazy stuff, but I won't wear... <laughs> I won't wear typical graphic tees. But, yeah. I will wear Godzilla <laughs> socks, though. I have a couple pairs of Godzilla socks. I will wear those. And I love Godzilla jackets. Mm-hmm. I uh I hope one day that I can get the uh it's on the Godzilla store and I've I've raved about the jacket. It's the uh is it a Suke John? Suke Jan? I wouldn't know. I'm trying to think. It is yeah a Suke John souvenir jacket. Um the only problem is they're like four hundred dollars. Yeah, and uh, if I'm gonna get one, I want to get one that's either a movie I really like or the colors look really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we should move back to Godzilla Day. Was there any other sort of miscellaneous things you had left? Or 
No, and I will say this um, on the Godzilla store website or the Godzilla website in the US, there is like this like go to page that'll be like, you can see this and this is here and that's, you know, this is announced and that's announced. Um, Not all of it came out on time. Some of it did, some of it didn't. Um, I know like the Funko Pops did not come out on time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few other things. You know, it's they just I, I I don't know, but for what what was it? You know, what I could find and what was like actually like easily viewable. That was really all I could I heard of and all I saw. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much all I saw as well, from what I can recall. What but written down <laughs> in the action figure area, though, there was a lot of other stuff that was really cool. Oh um, yeah. Do you do? Should we? You know slide on over to the action figure section of the of the merchandise sure i mean the elephant in the room is that uh sh monster uh, and sh monster arts jet jaguar was right we got revealed. our which i i mean everybody kind of knew that was going to happen right um, but sadly no megalon no megalon really weird because i mean for uh 2021 we had a hetera that also included its flying form and its tadpole form. No, uh, no first landfall form, which is kind of disappointing. I'm pretty sure it did come with that. Uh-uh. It I'm, didn't. I could have sworn it had that as like a little accessory. No, it had, it had the tadpole and it had the head that popped out of the water. I believe. Um, I don't remember the head though, because I own the box. I own that. And I don't recall that being in it. And if it is, I definitely don't have it. But yeah. (laughs) And then the year after that, they announced the guy again. Right. I mean, there's still a chance that they could, what they could be doing is like Jet Jaguar now, maybe later in, maybe early next year, they'll announce announce a Megalon, maybe. I mean, they finally did a... Like just a few months ago, they only just announced like a 1972 Godzilla to go alongside Gigan. Right, right. You know, so yeah, there's a Gigan. There's a Godzilla. May not be quite matched perfectly to the movie, but you've got to show a Godzilla and a show a Gigan. So if a show a Jet Jaguar, you know, may as well complete that set and add a Megalon. Right, Megalon. Um, technically, they could do a seventy-three Gigan because they are different. Yeah, I know they could do like a seventy-three Gigan, a seventy-three uh, Godzilla as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. I am. I might p- grab this. I still need to get the Gigan. I still haven't got seventy-two Gigan, and I definitely want to pick that one up. I mean, to be honest, I haven't picked up a Monster Arts in a few years. I actually just got one today, so. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I got 2014. Um, but no, I, I do hope we get a Megalon. I do. I uh, I feel like I like I don't want to wait another 10 years for them to like actually celebrate Megalon. <laughs> because this year was really all about Jet. Jet, yeah. I mean, it's a little obvious. I mean, not only did Jet come back very recently with Singular Point, um, right. who, I mean, it was basically his show. Um, And, like, I'm pretty sure I mean, he it has fights Godzilla, jet. and it's the one that defeats him. <laughs> right. 
And hasn't wasn't Jet also? Didn't he appear in uh, Godzibon? Probably. I mean, everyone's appeared in Godzibon. Literally, Bagan has appeared now. Um, and like during the Godzilla store stream, they literally had uh, Godzibon Bagan show up and uh, terrorize Gabara. And then, you know, with uh, Godzilla Island finally showing in the United States, like there's a lot of jet jaguars in that. So, I mean, there's been a lot of jet stuff and Super 7, you know, they've done a lot of jet stuff. Everyone um, loves jet jaguar. Everybody loves jet jaguar. So it makes jet jaguar. <laughs> they do. Especially um, at the Godzilla Fest this year. So, like, it makes sense that they would celebrate jet jaguar. Hmm. But it's kind of disappointing because Megalon just doesn't hasn't got anything. Um, right. I mean, he's gotten some things. Like he got a short dedicated to him. Got a short, and that's. I mean, he he got a Super Seven reaction figure very very recently. Hey, look at it this way. At least he got acknowledged. This is true. Speaking of, like, surprise things, we did get the reveal of a prototype for a Marusan Destroyer, which, very surprised by that. Mm -hmm. Looks pretty neat. <laughs> it does. Alongside um, a new Yuji Sakai variant, I think, yes. of his Godzilla 1993 30-centimeter. Right. It's, so it's it's an older sculpt. It's from, like, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um it was it's a garage just like an atomic uh breath version well yes and no so the original version was a garage kit and x plus took the model and made it into an a 30 centimeter x plus with like you said the atomic breath uh fins and it's a godzilla store exclusive um i found out recently that they plan every year to release two sakais one in like the summer and one on Godzilla Day, so that was this year's Godzilla Day um, reveal. Um, I mean, I don't collect X pluses, but it's cool, I guess. I would like to eventually get one of the Sakai's and and then call that call it a day. <laughs> you could yeah. get the uh, minus one. Uh, what is that? The uh, it's smaller it's not an x plus but it's smaller and it's yeah. got the detail what like the ichiban kuji is that what it's called the little minus one the i believe like nine i believe that's the ichiban kuji yeah it looks all right i want to get something minus one eventually but i don't know what i'll get i i fully plan on getting the uh sh monsters hmm it does look pretty sick. It does. <laughs> um, but on you know after you know we brought up the Marusan Destroyer, we also got from Mondo. They did three Safubis. They did an Attack Peter Mechagodzilla variant, which had just been it, it's been announced, but they released it. Um, they had a, a Aztec variant Godzilla um, that was royal blue, looked really cool. And then they also had the Super Godzilla, Space Godzilla, uh, yes, Safubi, uh, which <laughs> that was just a special colorway. All of these were colorways for their respective molds, um, for their Safubis. Mm. 
I mean, they've done a few Space Godzillas from what I understand. They've done like the Treadmasters Color, the mm-hmm. Super Godzilla, the regular, and there might have been one more. Yeah, there was a pink glittery one. <laughs> I I missed out on the trendy one. I really I wish I could have got that though, because that looks beautiful, but there's no way you're gonna get one for less than two hundred and fifty dollars now. Because mm. <laughs> those that sold out in like a few hours. I'm not surprised. Everyone kind of loves that Trendmaster Space Godzilla. <laughs> oh yeah. Um there was also that fucking expensive ass statue. <laughs> That's what you call like I have literal I have a literal thing here that no is just him. it's got it's quoted and it's from you. This is what you called it. Like word for word, aphrobatum, like that fucking expensive ass statue. I mean, can you blame me though? It's like three point eight five uh 3.85 million yen. Which is like $2,500. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's a, it's limited to 10 pieces. It's a lottery item that will be through late November, early December. They're all hand sculpted, hand painted. Um, it's like a 54 Godzilla painted in blue with some Japanese kanji, uh, kanji characters on it. And then painted on him is King Ghidorah, Mechagodzilla, Rodan, Mothra, Mothra. Um, Gigan, etc., etc. It's beautiful. It's it's got a golden like uh, base it stands on. It's beautiful. Like that yeah. thing when when it was on Even stream, was, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> I I would absolutely buy one if it didn't cost the price of a car. I mean, hey, there's always the option of selling your liver or maybe a kidney. Kidney. Now that's a really good option because you you only need one to survive. Remember that. Right. So yeah, that other one's just like yeah. If you've ever fallen upon hard times, there's a free get out of jail quick card. Jail out of get out yeah, of jail quick card. Yeah, you ever played Monopoly? Yeah, it's not yeah. a get out of jail quick card. Get out of jail free. Whatever. Same difference. No one says you're you'll get out quickly. The other one says it's for free. Potato, potato. But yeah, no, it looks pre- that statue does look pretty cool, and it's yeah. If if it wasn't so expensive, then I would consider. But uh, I don't have three point eight five million yen to spare. Likewise, and is oh, that's not all of it for much. Outside of that, they also Bandai had a few more reveals of a flying Hedora. A Manila, and a Godzilla 1964A, and some variants of both the Godzilla and Anguirus 1955s. Said variants are kind of are based off. Um, I want to say it's the, it's not the Memorial Box version. It, it's the it's no, the two that's pack where, this... where Godzilla is like a it's like a two pack where Anguirus is like has his face burned like at what happens in the movie and Godzilla's frozen. <laughs> it's an old it's an old uh Bandai pack. That if if you if you've seen it you'd know. <laughs> the Toy Dream That's Project it, yeah. set. Yeah, from 2008. Yeah, cuz the the 55 so they're the 55 is based off the memorial box yeah. sculpt. 
you were right with that. But in the um, original set, the Angiris yeah. was just a 68 sculpt. Mm-hmm. With a red, yeah. red paint this one is a brand on, new his, on his face. Which I didn't know about that, so that's that's actually really cool. I'm happy. Well, you didn't you, know about that set? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not too well versed in older Bandai. See, um, the, I'm not really. It's it's just I've seen that set before. <laughs> I mean, that's better than where I was with that <laughs> stuff. Whatever. Um, but yeah, that I think that's everything I've got written down my notes are a bit of a mess admittedly so i don't think i'm anything yeah that's that's really all i had i had seen um of like worthy like acknowledgement at least or just like what people probably would be Mm -hmm. interested in um it was it admittedly is pretty cool either like no matter what that's that's all of this has been really really cool um I definitely would pick up some of it um like the maybe like the 64A in Manila um stuff like that I'd probably pick up the others maybe not so much depends depends for me depends if I saw it depends how I feel like if I see it in person <laughs> right it would it, like yeah cuz that that's absolutely like part of it too is like if it's like if I found it in person, is it you know how expensive is it? What am See, I? Feeling, I never would have expected know, on that I'd day. Buy Bond figures, but I saw it in person once. I saw those like free bandais all together, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I gotta have these. Yeah. So you bought them? I still love them. Nice. They're pretty neat. <laughs> um. So yeah, it just depends on if I really see them. <laughs> Right, right. No, I totally get that. That's kind of where I'm at too. But no, either way, they look cool, and I'm sure like people who fully collect, fully into collecting Bandai's, gonna love at least most of them because most of them look pretty good. Pretty much all the ones. Actually, I just saw there was also a Hetera colorway variant, the Bandai. I swear, there's always a new. There's always a new Hetera variant. There is, there is. is um, there was also two. <laughs> there was also two reaction figures from Super Super Seven announced. They were glow in the dark uh, Megalon and a glow in the dark Godzilla nineteen seventy four. Um, and then there was a few like Fye things as well. Um, I'm just kind of g- scrolling through here, um, seeing what all there was, and yeah, there was a. There's definitely a few other things. Um, that were were announced um but that's that's the bulk of it Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah outside of merch where where do you think we should go next well i would like to switch gears to talk about um the megalon that's all of us megalon eh now I think you're a little more versed in the whole gemstone thing because for me it's just like I didn't even know they were like a thing until like I ha- I hadn't seen uh, G versus G until after Gigan Rex came out. So Damn. I I'm not uh, terribly familiar with it. I know that gemstone. So it's like a gemstone was like there was like this creator's audition which is like a like it's 
uh, something that was put on by Toho in partnership with this other company called Alpha Boat, I believe, just to sort of discover various artists in different industries. And, you know, the, they launched one in around 2018 that was themed around Godzilla. And so various, various different shorts were submitted. You know, I want to say he, he, the guy who did Great Buddha Arrival, I want to say mm-hmm. his name is Hiroshi Yokokawa. I, I, that sounds I, I could right. be slightly, right. slightly messing up the name, but it's something along those lines. He submitted like Heterosilent Spring. Godziban was originally submitted to this before it became uh, uh, bigger. <laughs> and G versus G from Takia Uenishi was submitted to this. Eventually, Gemstone you know, expanded and... Well, we ended up getting Godzilla vs. Gigant Rex last year, which is essentially a sequel to the original G vs. G short. And this year we got its sequel, um, Godzilla vs. Megalon, all of which have been directed by Takia Uenishi, who is a Japanese uh, VFX artist who works for Takashi Yamazaki, or the company that's most... We kind of know for its association with... Takashi Yamazaki, being Shiragumi. Huh, I didn't yeah. know that. He's uh, he's actually worked on Parasite Part Two and uh, uh, Yamazaki's uh, Ghost Book or Yokaipedia. Interesting. And he was uh, he did modeling for Godzilla and Shin Godzilla as well. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that. Like all, I'll be honest. All I really knew about was they were fan. An- it was a fan animation initially that won, like you said, and they just every year seemed to expand upon it. And uh, this year we got to see Megalon appear in what's probably his coolest outing. Mm. Um, Gigant, I mean, the short's only about, what, is it 11 or 13 minutes? The Megalon short's about like 10 that? minutes in total, including credits. 10 minutes? Okay. Um, so it's not very long. There's not a lot to it. Right. But we do get to see Megalon look really cool. Um, it's all CG. Um, it's all well, animated. I mean, there's live action bits in it. The the humans and some of the I believe some of the cityscape was definitely yeah. live action. I mean they got and uh, they got this actress, I want to say her name was Miho Okamoto from the Toho Cinderella like uh audition. She's like one of the winners of the Toho Cinderella, which is where like a fair few of Godzilla's uh female actresses have sort of gotten their first bit of big exposure (laughs) yeah Hmm. it's like yasuko sawaguchi um who was in 84 um masami nagasawa who was one of the mafra twins in final wars in tokyo sos and would later appear in um shin ultraman and i want to say minami hamabe who's in minus one was also a Toho Cinderella winner. Interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, she was. She won the New Generation Prize in 2011. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, <laughs> Miho Okamoto was one of, well, not necessarily any of the winners. She was the one of the finalists of 2022 to her Cinderella audition. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And she plays a Mew, Mew, Cetopian, however, whichever, you know, version you want to mm-hmm. go with. Agent? Person? Queen? Yeah. One Prince. of those. That wakes up Megalon. And just so happens Megalon to be goes... uh, living right under Toho Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and so Megalon, you know, wakes up and Godzilla's attacking Tokyo at the mm-hmm. time. And they fight. And then we just get this fun, kooky, crazy yeah, fight. We get the drop kick. Um, with, yeah, drop kick and Godzilla gets like nuclear punching powers atomic punch (laughs) atomic punch he go punch 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 and uh megalon has i mean they bring back the like grenade spitting but it's cooler i I like this version of the grenade launcher from his mouth it's Um, pretty neat (laughs) and then his Ghidorah beams become something that's kind of like a it traps whatever it's shooting and like it wraps itself around um and then uh he has like this super drill that is when he combines both of his hands and he he can like drill Mm -hmm. better i guess yeah it's more powerful but it's kind of useless against godzilla (laughs) yeah which i will say the thing about this godzilla is it seems like all the shorts it's just godzilla gets a power up or he just gets up and uses his ultimate yeah, atomic his breath and breath. wins the day. And it happens yeah. really suddenly in this short. Yeah. See, I I didn't even I didn't I was Go just ahead. gonna say, like it didn't even register with me at first. <laughs> mm-hmm. It happens so quickly. It feels like the fight is like kinda just getting into not that it's just getting started, but like we're kind of just about to get to the beginning of the end, like the actual climax of the fight, and then it just ends immediately. Yeah, I agree. It's it's not like uh, Godzilla versus Gigan Rex that felt like they had the full yeah. fight, but a lot of that I think comes from the fact that for some reason they felt like they needed to do some establishing shots. Mm. At the beginning of Godzilla vs. Megalon, in contrast to Godzilla vs. Gigan Rex, where it had a narration and then it just went right into the action. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Um some of the shots of the people reacting just felt there to say, hey, we increased our budget this year. We have extras. We shot on location. And it didn't do a whole lot for me. I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The the power of a short film all comes from the allotted time you have and what you can do in that time. If you try to do a full-fledged story in six minutes, you're not going to make it. 
you basically have a minute to set up everything and then four minutes to do that setup and then a minute to conclude and show your credits. And I definitely felt like this did not understand that. Now, granted, it's longer than six minutes. It's it's about 11. I think and it's like 1057. 10 with credits. Which, in theory, would work 1012. I just checked the exact one times 1012. So you've got like a minute and a half worth of credits. So you're already down to eight minutes and 45 seconds, roughly. Roughly. And they spend the first, like, three minutes trying to set up nothing. Because the princess, the only thing that she's relevant is she gives Megalon a second life. Um, and then that's it. Like, all the other establishing shots are kind of pointless. Like, they don't need to be there. Um, the first three minutes of the short are almost pointless. Um, really, the the story of Godzilla versus Megalon doesn't get relevant until about halfway through the short film, which doesn't work. At least for me, it doesn't work. And like, if you're gonna set up anything, why is Godzilla suddenly the villain? Wasn't he the hero in the last one? I mean, it's Godzilla. To be fair, kind of always. <laughs> switching from hero to villain especially since it's implied to be a continuation of the heisei era right but also to that point they in the last one they like made it very clear that he was the savior so why is he suddenly like you know i I don't know it just it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it it just doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's supposed to be in the same universe I mean, as Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. Megalon is literally being powered by the corpse of Gigan Rex at the beginning. Oh, that's right. But see, that's like I'm going to be honest, until you pointed that out, I didn't put two and two together. I didn't notice it on first viewing, but that was also because of the stream. (laughs) But they don't really do a lot with that. Mm. There's not a lot of, like, the setup is so, like, just there and doesn't do a lot. I don't know. I I I mean, Megalon's Mm. great. Megalon is great. Um, the animation looks, I mean, the textures are great. The, the actual animation's sometimes not good or just too stiff for my liking. Uh, I think it was an improvement Um, over last year's. I agree. Gigan Rex's animation was very long. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think they still have a lot to work out. Sure. When it comes to the gemstone animation. Sure, but I think this is still a step in the right direction overall. Yeah, yeah. I And I think if they're wanting to do the more like this is an animated f- short film, they need to get it to about 15 minutes so they can do enough of a story setup. I definitely think the runtime is holding them back because they clearly want to do more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to do more, but they're not making it happen because they don't have the ability mm-hmm. to. Yeah. 
So, I mean, next year, I'd love for them to do... I mean, I think it's almost obvious they'll make it King Caesar. Depends. Depends on... Yeah. I mean, who knows? Typically, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Toho... Like, what I was thinking originally was, yeah, Toho will do the Mechagodzilla short for the Suitmation one. Gemstone will do King Caesar. But now, I, I, at this point, I don't know what they'll do. <laughs> See, I feel like they're going to do Gemstone as Godzilla versus King Caesar. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. Um, and I mean, it would make more just be- sense if it's a Heisei continuation because, mm-hmm. yeah, there's already Mecha Godzilla in Heisei. Right. And with the setup of the J- Jaguar short, I feel like they're setting it up to be Mecha Godzilla, which we'll talk about. Um, when we get there, but I definitely think that they're going to put the secondary characters, which we didn't get the uh, logo reveals like we did last yeah, year. That's what last I was, year, didn't they do the, something I found a little odd? No logo for huh. Mechagodzilla or King Caesar, which I think is really surprising for Mechagodzilla in particular. Because it's his right, 50th. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. and I mean... Mechagodzilla was in Godzilla vs. Kong. He made a brief cameo He's one of the big five. singular point. <laughs> He's one of the big five. He was in Ready Player One. He's the only Toho Kaiju outside of Godzilla to appear in more than one Hollywood production. Like, why is that? And he's the only Toho Kaiju to appear solo outside of Godzilla in a Hollywood production. Right. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, I partially do wonder if it's because in 2018, um, with Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle and Ready Player One, they were labeling that as, quote, the year of Mechagodzilla. So, like, they had a whole, like, merchandise push for Mechagodzilla and, like, some, like, odds and ends stuff. So I do wonder if because they did that literally less, like as of this year, it's only been five years since then. They're not going to push that, but you still have King Caesar, right? Like you, you still have King Caesar. Right. So if you're not going to do Mechagodzilla, you've got King Caesar. I mean, hey, if you want to be picky, you... Do, you could do a 51st anniversary for Zone Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. You could do, I mean... If they're wanting to do kaiju in the Godzilla franchise, you could, in theory, do fake Godzilla. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'd love to see a fake Godzilla SHMA, just saying. <laughs> I'd love that. I'd, I'd love for that. A 74 SHMA and a... A uh, promo suit SHMA. fake Godzilla. <laughs> like, boom. Perfect. I'll buy it. I'd buy that for a dollar. So I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I I would like to see King Sar show up next King year. Sar? Um, King huh? Sar. I said King Sar. <laughs> yes, no, is. I said Sar. You said King Sar. <laughs> I said King Sar. Trying to gaslight me. I you're <laughs> gaslighting me. I said King Sar. <laughs> so I mean, overall, like it's it's good for what it is. It's a step in the right direction. There definitely still needs. I I I I think we need fifteen more. We need a total of fifteen minutes. I on will that. say, just add five minutes. To I the will say, 
the version of the Godzilla theme they use during the main fight, banger. Banger. Yeah, it's pretty good. That is a banger version that I need to hear that more. (laughs) That is that is my second favorite rendition of the Godzilla theme I heard on Godzilla. Um do you have anything else you want to say about Godzilla versus um, Megalon, the gemstone short? No. It was neat to see some of the concept art and like behind the scenes. So during the uh, after after it uh, was shown off, is there anything you want to share from that? Not really. Um, there was concept art of Megalon that kind of looked like Legion <laughs> from Gamera too. Huh. It was a bit odd, but you know, neat to see nonetheless. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hope to see them do King Caesar next year. It seems like they, uh, since they kind of left this one off on a cliffhanger, if even a little post credit scene, um, I, I'm going to presume they'll be coming back next year for at least one more. I'm trying to remember what was the post credit scene? It's just Godzilla waking up. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and he passes out versus- after the end of the fight. Right. I mean, maybe they could have uh, the return of Space Godzilla, because it'll be Space Godzilla's anniversary next year, too. They have uh, Ghidorah. It is Ghidorah's anniversary. Oh! You didn't realize that? Well, now the short suddenly makes a lot more sense. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't realize this. It's Ghidorah's anniversary, so... Wait, so why didn't we get a Ghidorah logo? I don't know. So, I mean, they could do Ghidorah, they could do King Caesar, they could do Mecha Godzilla, Space Godzilla, technically Baby Godzilla, or Magura, but it's not the original, so you're probably not. And Kaiser and Kaiser Ghidorah, or the Mutos, if they want to be stupid. Interesting! They could do Zilla's anniversary. <laughs> but I do want to kind of take a step back here real quick. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the theme in Megalon, and I said that was my second favorite theme for the yeah. or the day. My favorite comes from the banger of a coffee commercial from Boss, which they always knock it out of the park with theirs. They did the uh, Haru Nakajima tribute uh, commercial, and they did like a whole like Godzilla fifty four short, which looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Um, this year they did a commercial, but it was a little different. It's the best clip show ever of like, but the editing on it's insane. Like the amount of time that it probably took them to find each of those frames. Oh yeah. That would have been painful. (laughs) I saw that and I just felt bad. I just felt bad. Because that was all of the Showa films, all the Heisei films, all the Millennium films, minus Shin one. Godzilla, and then minus one. So, yeah. And that's... then at the end, you get a little bit of suitmation with that 54 suit. Mm-hmm. And they brought that back um, mm. with the best rendition of the Ifukube theme I've heard in a long time. I love that rendition. <laughs> um. But before the suit, we do get a little bit of the happy birthday song with a birthday cake for Godzilla's 70th. Godzilla steps on it, and that's where we see the suit and Godzilla being awesome. 
Um, yeah. I love this commercial. This is my favorite Boss Coffee commercial. Uh, I don't know. I prefer the Haro Nakajima one, I think. I think that one's that's, my favorite. That's a close second. I love that one. Um, there's just something about this one I just I love. I love it. Mm. God, I want to see... I, w- I really want to see that Godzilla appears in Tsukugawa short though. Just every time I see like that 54 suit in mm-hmm. action, I just want to see a full a full short with it. Right, which, I mean, there is, like you said, the Superaya one. But yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I said you, the one you were said. Yeah, I want to, I want to see it. <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely surprised that nobody's leaked it out in the like what five years six years it's been out, mm. but it is what it is I suppose. And you know, speaking of seeing stuff that's old, um, I did want to bring up real quick that we did get a tease that Shin Godzilla might have a bit more life in him. <laughs> that's right. Uh. And Rex, you you were really excited with this, so I'm going to let you take this and kind of explain what what happened. I mean, you say I'm really excited. It's it's just uh, basically during the Isekaya, um, which is kind of like a it's an Isekaya. It's like this. Um, it's not like going to the bar in Japan. It's 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 a pretty common like social thing, but here they're just doing a little stage. Um, so Yamazaki appeared on stage and you know had a little talk with the uh, event's host Shinsuke Kasai and during it Shinsuke Kasai I think accidentally revealed that Shin Godzilla Ortho which is a essentially a black and white cut of Shin Godzilla that was shown in Japanese theaters briefly as part of like the Yamazaki selection of um Godzilla showings in Japan might be getting further release potentially right we don't really know exactly what that means but it's currently quote under consideration which i'm not terribly surprised by that i was actually expecting something like that to happen truth be told Mm. i'm a little surprised (laughs) i mean shin godzilla is the most profitable godzilla movie in this millennium and mm-hmm. since the turn of the millennium and it has been the face of the franchise for years so the fact that you know they're doing this and seemingly a lot of people have been interested in it i feel like toho would be crazy to not try to make more money off of it so i'm like i said i'm not i'm not too terribly surprised it's the same toho that like <laughs> you know guy again godzilla fest guy again Oh yeah, let's just not even upload that. Let's just show it on stream once, show it in theaters once, private it. But now it's available. For now. We'll see how long. how long that'll be up for. But the point still I, I will say this. <laughs> Toho this year is very different from the Toho last year, and you can tell. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um because like yeah, they couldn't you, the, last year they had audio problems. This time, they just didn't even bother. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's, there is still some, some issues they're trying to work out probably with the whole thing. But 
just the way Toho's business practices is starting to change. It's altering because like we did get the announcement they were not doing 4Ks. Now we're getting 4Ks of everything that had a 4K transfer before the Tokyo Lab shut down. Um, they are working like with other, you know, distribution companies and with their own in-house distribution to get their movies distributed. Um, and, and close, like they worked on a subtitled uh, track for this film, Minus One, of course. They're, you know, bringing Japanese goods to to like America and whatnot. And they're really starting to spread and they're licensing and they're they're showing they're getting interest. They're building stuff up like Godzilla Day this year was way bigger than last year's. Um, It's it was crazy. Like it's. You can tell that Toho is working their way to make Godzilla the large IP they know it can be. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, for that, there is both pros and cons. I mean, to that, yeah, you kind of lose the niche that it is. You know, like, you and I both can probably really understand this because of where we live. Godzilla is a niche thing. But we're slowly getting to the point where you can walk into like a Target or a Walmart or I mean, I know you have stumbled upon stuff in the wild um, and it's becoming more common. Um, You're seeing, you know, now you can stream most Godzilla movies on official websites. Most of the films are available somehow. It's really weird. Um, I mean, we're we're getting more theatrical releases of these films. You know, we had Godzilla 2000 in Tokyo SOS and against Mechagodzilla very recently. Um, now that Janice has the rights, at least in the U.S., we're seeing, you know, various re- you know, theatrical showings of those films. Um, Rex, you're getting minus one the same time I'm getting minus one. Yes. Um, Germany's getting it with a German dub. Um, Canada's getting it. The UK's getting it. Ireland's getting it. Uh, like that's insane. And Toho's marketing it. And, you know, they, they started the collaboration with Bayi, um, so that you can get international, you know, distribution of their merchandise and stuff like that. Like, we're getting to a point where Toho is really trying to turn this into kind of like an anime franchise IP name, um, which tracks with what Toho International was, you know, charged to do in the U.S. because they have a division for their anime and they have a division for Godzilla. And the goal is to make both of them kind of equal in their output, in their profitability, in their licensing. And we're seeing that. I wouldn't be surprised if within the next, like, two years, they find a way to make it so Godzilla Fest also has the English version. Possibly. Um, I assume they were kind of toying with that idea last year, because they at least broadcast it on the English YouTube channel last year, but they didn't do that this year. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, And we'll see if, like, the official US account re-uploads any of like the gemstone uh stuff like with subtitles or not 
I mean, we'll the see. gemstone one got like just like poof, as we were recording um, this, like a tweet just came out that English subtitles have been added on the Japanese upload. Really? So yeah. look at that. I I predicted the future. Not really, because it just happened already. I well, I I I predicted it. Oh, it was two hours ago. Well, I mean, at least, like, that just goes to show, like, Toho is, like, definitely putting more effort into getting stuff out there, at least in the English-speaking world. Right. Um, like, there is still, like, that lack of interest in, like, Korea from what, I, from what I've heard. And in China, like, there's no announcements for any Minus One stuff right now. Um, contrary to what the IMDB page says, I've I've... I've fact-checked it. It's very much wrong as of this recording. Um, and, you know, there's some other areas where it's just, it's not there. But, like, in Germany, that's a different story. Germany, they're doing that um, and whatnot. So, Toho is making an effort. And I would not be surprised if we continue to see developments and improvements on Godzilla Fest, on Godzilla Store TV, and whatnot, and really trying to branch it out. Maybe we start getting, like, Godzilla Fest here in America, where maybe we don't get the Godzilla Fest stream. Well, we would still get it, but we would have a Japanese stream, and then Toho International would do one to cover similar things, you know, like the following day. <laughs> um, I mean, we we don't know. We could very well see something like that. We we don't know. Hopefully, uh, if they did that, the U.S. version would uh, be uh, uh, fix certain issues. <laughs> I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. It, it's all up in the air. Um, but you know, we I I kind of got us off on this little side tangent here, but we do have another short film to talk about and you were very excited about this one like you yes. were like talking about it a lot so i'm gonna once again hand this over to you so you can talk about it yeah so this year we got a another one of the fest godzilla live action shorts you know using actual tokusatsu effects suits and miniatures <laughs> this time it's operation jet jaguar so what is the synopsis of Godzilla Fest for Operation Jet Jaguar? Well, Fest Godzilla 4, you know, starts following the defeat of Gigan, as well as Hedera in the previous two shorts. You know, Godzilla is back to rampaging across Japan, except you know, he has no one to match him. Thus, the Japanese government has decided to build a robot that can defend against it, against this threat. Our good old friend, Jet Jaguar. The two have an epic battle in the city, when suddenly, before Godzilla is able to finish off the this robot, he gets shot by lightning, and King Ghidorah appears, descending from the sky. Our two... Jet Jaguar and Godzilla make amends and decide to team up against King Ghidorah. And we get it to be continued. And then we get a title reveal, don't we? Yes. 
Fest Godzilla 5, uh, Kaiju Dai Kesen, which roughly translates to like great monster battle, monster great decisive battle, something like Isn't it Kaiju Dai Senso? No, it's Dai Kesen. Dai Kesen, okay. Yeah. If it was Dai Senso, then it would be a reference to which film was that? Astro Monster, I want to say. Kaiju Daisenso? Yeah. Because that one was titled yeah, Great Monster Yeah, Daisenso yeah. Kaiju, yeah. So I wonder if it's kind of a play on uh, uh, Sendai Kaiju uh, Chukyu Saide no Kesen, Three Giant Monsters, Earth's Greatest Battle, um, with it being Ghidorah's ber- uh, anniversary year next year. Yes, um, as you finally realized. Yeah. So maybe maybe I mean, the when Ghidorah does descend, there's a noticeable tribute to. <laughs> there's a couple of tributes. I mean, with the flame, you know, flames turning into him, and then right. Ghidorah landing. Um, there's some very obvious visual, uh, com- you know, visual uh, callbacks to the original Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Right, um, and how there's even a callback to the opening of Godzilla vs. Godzilla Two. There is, yes, with the with the silhouetted shadows on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this I I'm kind of so okay, let me ask you this before I give some thoughts. I've heard some critiques of they should have solely focused on Jet Jaguar and they shouldn't have ended with a teaser. They should have given Jet his like his own short and then you know, just do the short next year and not set it up. I mean, the thing is, I there's there was no world where I saw Jet Jaguar defeating Godzilla, but I also there was no world where I saw them actually having Godzilla destroy Jet Jaguar. No, that would have horrified every kid that was at the event and given them trauma and possibly led them to not be happy with the franchise going <laughs> forward. See what I was thinking was maybe there was could be some chance that even if it wasn't a suit like a CGI Megalon would appear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the end. That was kind of my guess for what would happen, and the two would like team up and defeat it. Um, but I had I and that's kind of what I thought would happen when the lightning <laughs> first appeared. Yeah, yeah. When we saw Ghidorah's beam, it was like, oh, maybe they are going to do Megalon. <laughs> But then it's but then they reveal GMK Ghidorah. <laughs> so I mean, now that we've kind of talked about it a little bit here, I enjoyed this actually a lot. I think that this was this is the this best was, short. So yes, far. this is this was the best short. It was the best shot. It had the best budget. Doesn't look the, the most best. energy. Yes. Um, Gaigan now, felt a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, just in how it was like shot and edited. And I mean, there's a tiny bit of that in like one or two moments here where I think a couple shots linger a bit too long. But even then, I think that's because they're trying to sing. I think it's because they're trying to like keep it like the music sort of fitting with what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of why it's lingering. Probably. Probably. Now, I will say, there is one huge criticism I have, and they need to fix this. Like, at this point, they have to. They need to retire that Godzilla suit. Yes. 
that Godzilla suit is looking ratty and awful. See, as the number one fan of Final Worlds, as cool as it is to see it again, that thing needs to die. <laughs> it needs to die. Well, no, it just to, needs to be retired. You need to put like, it out of its misery. Like, the suit this year looks ratty. Last I mean, year, it, it didn't it, look... No, it looked bad last year. It looked bad. But it didn't look as bad as this year. I just, like, I don't think it looks any worse this year. I, I, th- I think like, it just looks, I think it just looks bad. And there bad. was the shot, there was a wide shot of Godzilla walking, and it was a lower angle shot, like, head on. And in that shot, you oh, can yeah, tell the that front the front angle, the neck looks terrible. Not just the neck, the whole and body. The, and like, the legs. The body is not holding form. The body, no. like, the whole suit is starting to literally sag down. Yeah, no, it's looking terrible. Like, I'm really hoping if they have to do another, like, Kickstarter next year, please, please, a new Godzilla suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they need to. Um, but I do, th- I have a theory that to celebrate Mechagodzilla and Ghidorah, Godzilla's two biggest enemies, why not have them team up? That's never happened before. See, that um, would be cool, and I... I don't think it's impossible, but at the same time, I, f- I mean, you never know. Maybe you know, I, I was going to say, I feel like hopefully this is more my hope than something I can reasonably guess. But my hope is that next year they do another, it's the campaign is for a new Godzilla suit, but mm-hmm. you never know. Maybe they'll do a new Godzilla suit and then <laughs> maybe they'll, maybe they'll bring back the KU suit. <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> Because, like, they could easily do a thing... I mean, this is thing... the first, like... Well, maybe not the first time since there's, like, some commercials and, like, Pachinko games, but, you know, GMK Ghidorah is typically, in the film, he's associated with being a hero, but this time he's a villain. Right. Well, because here's the thing. I mean, they could easily do a thing where Ghidorah's cold, controlled by the aliens, and the aliens controlling him come down in a Mechagodzilla, yeah. and... You know, they're fighting together. It would be a, you know, a, a animal, a real living creature and a robot versus a robot and a real living creature. Right. Um, and, you know, you would have, I mean, granted, Rodan is typically held as Godzilla's right hand man, but Jet could easily fill that role. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually I have a Rodan or Angaris. Um, so I could easily see them like do that. You have two of the two the two most popular robotic characters in the short, and then you have the two most popular kaiju. Right. Yeah. But they gotta do something with the suit. They gotta do something with that suit. Please. I love that I love that design, but please it needs to be retired. I mean I will say this, the suit will have held up for twenty years. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is the longest a suit has been used. Granted, well, it's Godzilla not been consistent. Suit. Yeah. Because Ghidorah's... The Ghidorah suit's older. Oh, that's true. That's been around for 23? 22, 22 years now. It'll be 23 next year. Granted, the thing that's different is... That Ghidorah's one's been had restored. Like, twice. Because it looked awful. <laughs> before the start of the year. Before they did that um, commercial, it looked awful. Mm-hmm. 
Well, because it got restored for the Pachinko game. Mm. And then they left yeah, it. Yeah, but in... now it's been, uh, like, fully restored. And it's got, like, I believe the necks are entirely new, if I remember they right. Look they I'm look new. I'm pretty sure they're entirely new. Like I'm pretty sure the right and the the right and left necks are like way longer than what they originally were. Well, they've been longer since like 2008 because they extended the necks for the pachinko game. Did they? Huh. Yes. Well, it's more noticeable here, I guess. I've never really thought about it for the other one. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can you can tell they're extended in the pachinko game. You can tell they're extended in that commercial, and they're obviously extend uh, yeah extended here. So that was just something they did a long time ago, and they just never altered. They put those neck extensions in de- over a decade ago. I mean, that's what happened with the original Ghidorah, pretty much. <laughs> he got his neck extended in Master Monster. Right, and then they had to redo the wings and the heads in for Destroy All Monsters. I think they, they had left... to be redone for Gigan. Was it Gigan? Yeah, it was Gigan. Okay. It was just the wings then for Destroy Monsters and then the heads for Gigan, and then they... And then he looks awful in Zone Fighter. And then that suit just died. Rest in peace. Yeah. It's good to know Toho hasn't really changed the way they handle their suit. <laughs> I mean, look, he's probably gonna... He, you can kind of... You could tell that Ghidorah suit has also aged, but somehow it still looks better than the final Moscow <laughs> suit. <laughs> They they're gonna have to do some extensive restoring. I, I like before they do another short, they need to restore that, or they just need a new suit. Did you want to talk about the behind the scenes at all? Um, there isn't a terrible lot to say. Um, like didn't I didn't really get a chance to learn a lot from it because you know I didn't understand most of what was being said and. Uh, I've only got to watch it once so far, but um, I did learn that Kenya Saito plays Jet Jaguar, and he is a suit actor that has previously he played Godzilla in the Tsuburaya Museum commercial. Godzilla appears in Super in Sukigawa, and he has also appeared in Kamen Rider Geats as a suit actor and in every Sentai series from Kiramaja to the currently airing. King Oja. Interesting. Yeah. And then Godzilla is played by the same actor as all the previous uh, Godzilla Fest shorts. His name is um, Naoya Matsumoto. And then, of course, he had little cameos from Shinsuke Kasai and even Yuji Kaida at one point, although I don't know where he is. (laughs) Interesting. Well, do we want to... We're getting a little close to two hours here, so do you want to transition into Monarch? Sure. Legacy of Monsters. There's not a whole lot really here. Um, we did get a soundtrack reveal with titles. Yeah, um, the main title. I mean, they released the actual main title itself as well. Right. There's been a lot of footage released. Um, we haven't watched most of it. Um, yeah, I don't particularly feel like having the... It's like a... I'm actually excited for this, so I don't really want to see too much. <laughs> right. We also, so we got the name drops for two of the kaiju in the show, Endo Swarmers yeah. and Mantle Claw. Um, yeah, Mantle Claw being like the big crab that we saw fighting the Mother Longlegs, and the Endo Swarmers being the creatures that were coming out of the eggs. The ones that right, we presumed were Mutos. 
Yep, they are not mutos, contrary to what some people who think they know say. <laughs> they are not mutos. But we also got some footage, right? Yeah, yeah. So during the um, during the event, you know, they showed off a couple new stills from the Monarch show, which actually had the reveal of a new of a new actor. Um, yeah. So we got a new still of Japanese TV host and businessman Hiroshi Ikushima is playing a presumably small role in the show as a taxi driver uh in some of the Tokyo scenes and it was it was kind of funny because the still they showed was rather low quality and watermarked <laughs> <laughs> with someone's name on it <laughs> So that was yeah. bizarre, but it was, but also kind of funny. Yeah, they they so they seemingly just wanted to highlight the Japanese aspect of the show, which right makes which sense. Was cool, because like up until now, the only thing we've had in Japan is Janjira, and then a five minute sequence in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know a portion of the Monarch show will be taking place in Japan. But we know Godzilla will not appear in Japan. See, I'm hoping they retcon. I'm hoping they retcon just to have him show up. Yeah, we're we're already retconning like Skull Island, so you know. Right. Somehow, Bill and Randall 2014, was... and 2014, and so... Aftershock, and Awakening. Yeah. So and the novelizations, and basically, so yeah, and there's no such thing as continuity. Let's just do it. I mean, hey, this show looks good enough. Where I'm actually. I'm not even going to use that as a legitimate criticism. I'm okay with it. <laughs> so I, did you want to bring up the stills? I mean, there was two stills released. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say. It's just Hiroshi Yakushima as a taxi driver. And then a new, um, still of the father of Anna Sawai's character, Hiroshi Randa or Randa, I guess, since it's, it, I guess it's Bill Randa's son. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's seemingly, it sounds, or it seems like Randa's wife will also appear, and their yeah. son is the, yeah, which is a little weird, but we'll go with it, we'll we'll go with it. I just have an, like, I don't know, it, it kind of came across as Randa was this kind of like, like, weird person that definitely got bullied all through school yeah what do you mean he gets bitches? exactly <laughs> no that's that's exactly what it is it's like mm, are we sure I, I, this i buy i buy person? kurt russell yeah but, uh... yeah oh yeah oh yeah bill randa mm, i mean john goodman's a fine person we love john goodman here we do we actually do the dude's amazing yes he is and he's from my home state oh more you know yeah, no. Outside of that, we also got a a little inside look featurette of Monarch. Which is where all the footage that we have referenced came from. And it yeah. looks good. Yeah, tons of new footage of a little bit of Godzilla, a little bit of the not John Carpenter's the thing. Um, <laughs> the, know, mole, the, PTSD, the mole kaiju. Yeah, the mole that's going to give Kurt Russell PTSD. <laughs> And yeah, a couple other things like the not gyaus, the endoswarmers, the crab, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We saw oh, there's going to be a fight with the the uh, mother long legs in the 
mantle yeah. uh, claw, which looks really cool. Like that felt like Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really wondering if maybe they took influence from Mysterious Island for the Skull Island stuff. Um, I mean, the way that Randa runs away from Mother Longlegs is kind of like, yeah, this definitely feels like this is a Harryhausen-esque sequence of events. We got more footage of Godzilla. Yeah, more Uh, footage of Skull Island as well, like the landscapes. And just in general, like the various different locations of the show. This the show's got a good variety of locations. Like, you know, there's the Antarctic area, there's the sort of like savannah savannah or deserty area, the did I mention the Antarctic already? Yes. Yeah. And then there's (laughs) you've got Skull Island, you've got uh Japan, Tokyo, Japan, San Francisco. Mountain ranges too, I think. I think so. Nuclear facility and all that. And it all didn't they confirm that it's basically it's going to be very? Didn't they say it's going to be kind of like a every episode they're just searching for her dad and they run into kaiju? It's kind of like a. I don't think they directly say that, but that's kind of what it looks like it'll be. Yeah, which and I'm fine with. I I, I'm fine with that premise. Right. I mean, it's it's going to be your basic. It's it's going to be your kind of typical like mystery searching for this person kind of show but in the world of monarch in the monster verse yeah but but a bit closer to sort of what 2014 and skull islands um sort of is supposed to be yeah yeah Yeah, especially with them i mean we've got a shot of like the characters being like introduced to monarch the members like welcome to monarch it's just like a hallway with boxes around it. So it's clearly not what it was in King of the Monsters. <laughs> right. And honestly, I, I love the fact that they're playing it off as more as of this like men in black division of the government, but without the proper funding. Right. Yeah. That's 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 really cool. And I think partly why I like that is simply because it it puts the sh- it, it puts the idea of monarch kind of in the 70s and 80s. It kind of dates them as a you know a, a company, a corporation, a a branch of government. Yeah, that's, that's just kind of past its heyday. Yes. Which, Which would I make think sense. is perfect. I mean, that's basically what it was in Skull Island. And, like, you know, we didn't get a lot of them in 2014, but, like, it's fairly, it's not far off from what they really were in 2014 either. Right. And, you know, they do establish that, like, they were working in the shadows. and But, like, that's the cool thing is, like, they weren't out in the open. You know, it wasn't like, oh, they're literally being interviewed in the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> about this this stuff and like i think it would have been really cool is like if they did that and it was like a ragtag group of them and they're just kind of like not answering a lot of questions and they're you know like the like the mystery i mean you can you can unveil the mystery and keep the mystery alive in universe right right but it seems like now that like monarch just in general has become this very outgoing, very public 
government branch, which... Which I can like, understand, like, why you would go from where it was in 2014 to to where it is in King of the Monsters. I can get how you can sort of go from that to there, but I don't know if it necessarily fits. It, it, it just kind of... It's jarring to look at what Monarch was in 2014 and uh, Skull Island to what it is in King of the Monsters. Right. Which, I mean, Doherty's, like, reasoning for that isn't entirely far-fetched. You know, I, he's I, like, I get the line of thinking that comes from it. Yes. Which is why I don't... I wouldn't even criticize it too much. Yes. I just like the way they're doing it better. Yeah, I like this monarch better. <laughs> and yeah, no, this show looks really promising everything pretty much everything i've seen is yeah just really promising and i'm really looking forward to seeing it in less than two weeks that being said i'm still not paying for apple plus tv i have zero interest in doing that (laughs) i don't really have much more really to say are you ready to kind of end on our on the main event the last chapter in the godzilla saga (laughs) yes so godzilla minus one has officially hit theaters in japan yes the widest release a japanese film has ever had the widest release for a godzilla film and it opened in 522 theaters november 3rd on a national holiday in Mm -hmm. japan and boy has it done good so far so far yes that that is important to say so the the film and I'm gonna pull up the information now. I a special shout out to uh, G Man for helping with this information. G Man is amazing with box office numbers. He is the man to ask about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna pull it up while I pull it up. Rex, why don't you explain uh, what exactly is going on with the Godzilla minus one box office? Yeah. So basically, minus one opened and its first day performance was reported to be at 265% of the box office performance of Shin Godzilla's opening day. Right. Which the exact number that would be is 455 million yen. (laughs) So yeah, hopefully now granted, like, like Elijah said, the film did open on a holiday. So I imagine that definitely helped a bit. Um, and of course this is the widest release Godzilla film, but hopefully the, I'm hoping the film has legs <laughs> and it's, that's, it's hard to say. Cause Shin Godzilla, you know, it had a pretty, from what I understand, it was a fairly middling start, but it ended up having incredible, like shockingly good legs overall, which is how it ended up being such a big hit. That's the big thing is if it can last long in Japan. Now, thankfully, IMDb reviews, and uh, is it film? Film marks. Film marks, yes. Yeah. The reviews are very positive. They're like four and a half to five star. Hideo Kojima even liked the film. Um, I've heard from a few fans, um, mostly Westerners, admittedly. Mm. Um, There's some, some... dislikes yeah Um, there's a little bit of criticism i've heard as well or seen 
Now, I'm curious to see if that stuff will become the norm or like what will happen. Um, tickets also went on sale for the U.S. release. Uh, I'm not sure when tickets are going on sale for any other country because, I mean, everywhere else is they getting it. They were supposed to kind of fully go on sale to- uh, on just on November first, but only some places have them for me, which is weird. Yes, and rather so, not- yeah, but I got tickets. Um, I'm going to see it on the on IMAX in uh at the pre screening special event. Hate you. Um, I'm hoping that they have like posters you can get or something. Because you know, like if you're if you're doing a fan screening, you gotta have something, right? Like, right. You would think that if you're marketing it towards fans, you're gonna try and make more money off the fans. Because even if you do like a stupid theatrical popcorn bucket for twenty five bucks, somebody's gonna buy that popcorn bucket. See, all you need to do is just bring over the, the theater exclusive stuff they were releasing in the Japanese theaters. This is true. But probably not the theater pamphlet. Do not give oh that boy. to Westerners. Do not give that to Westerners. I'm. Oh, I've already seen enough images. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen enough. Um, I need more. <laughs> but we also, so you know, tickets went on sale. I'm going, Rex. I'm sure as soon as tickets are available, you're going to get tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, it. Now, this all came with the release of trailer number two. Now, trailer number two is a trailer specifically for people in America and internationally. Uh, Only being released on the American uh, Godzilla channel and a couple of other American like channels, like the IMAX YouTube channel and all of that. Right. And maybe also... The Japan Society showing of Godzilla 54 in the US as well? I think so. That's kind of what... It was either that or the TV spot. One of the two got shown. Um, But it does... I mean, it's got all English subtitles. It's got English, like, transitional text. Um, it It is a English trailer. Right. It shows some interesting stuff. Um... We see the child that Hamabe and Kamiki have. Yeah, which I was surprised to see in the in the trailers. Like you and I both knew about, knew about her because you because we'd both seen a little bit of behind the scenes of her. I've seen a little right. bit more than you. <laughs> I think was it was I the one to call that out though? Yeah, you were the one who to point out it was Hamabe's child. I think. Yeah. Um. We saw this Godzilla has kind of like a nuclear pulse with his atomic breath that like the fins pop out and then as he releases, it pops in, Mm -hmm. which not only looks painful, but it looks like it's different. It's unique. Mm -hmm. Uh, Godzilla will be like getting down and dirty with some destroyers and whatnot, like getting physical with them. Right. Um. And there's clearly a government conspiracy and cover-up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we saw some more shots of like them in the ocean fighting Godzilla. Yeah. Um, at one point, they like shoot a depth charge right at his face. 
which was funny. Um, the CGI in some shots is like not finished. Like there's some compositing and uh, blending errors. Yeah, in one or two um, shots, you can see a little bit of issue. Like, and I will say this: the fact that Godzilla's as like movable as he is is a little weird. Right. Um, like when he like roars the way he does uh in the sequence that we know like he's in like that's kind of weird what in like the shot of him roaring in the ginza yes it's kind of like okay that's interesting um it's it's a little weird i'm fine with it yeah it's not a critique it's just a little weird and hamabe just an inevitable thing with japanese cgi at least right right it's kind of you got that issue of sometimes things just go a little too fast. Yes. Um, and then Hamabe, who was in that train that that says the line, I was expecting her to get out before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's in it. Biter. Um. So part of me wonders, like, I feel like it's going to be hard for her to get out of that Scott Free. See, I feel like that's going to be the start of the sequence. So I feel like she's gonna she's gonna get out of that, right? It's like it it definitely seems like it's this beginning. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We're gonna have to see um, mm-hmm. how she gets out. Like she clearly is injured after that. Like there, yeah. she's got bandages and whatnot. So I'm, I'd be curious. Um, I I'm very curious about a certain bit of dialogue that is translated in present tense um in is it about the child yeah but i now i could be wrong i'm not an expert but from what i could tell the way he ends that sentence i'm pretty sure he states that in past tense that line well i'm gonna tell you right now and I, I, I can guarantee you this is what's going to happen. During that, the Ginza, correct? I'm pronouncing Ginza, that yeah. correct? Ginza. During that sequence when they're like, what is that monster? And Kamiki and Hamabe are there looking for their daughter. Hamabe gets caught up in the train. Kamiki's... See, I'm curious if it'll actually, if it's actually like Kamiki's daughter. Like, I have no doubt it's Hamabe's. Well, I'm going to, so my theory I'm curious is... if it's legitimately, like, his actual biological daughter, if, or if it's, like, an adopted, like, he's a surrogate father. I think it is. I, and this is what I'm thinking. Partly why Kamiki is disgraced is because he had a child before he got married. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll have to see. I'm kind of thinking it'll be an Eternal Zero type deal where it's like a, it's not his actual child, but he becomes the surrogate father for like two weeks, and then because I'm guarantee you the reason why he like goes and fights him is because he's going out for revenge. Mm, I mean, I I I speculate that the screaming. That the horrified screaming of Kamiki could be in response to <laughs> potentially that girl, or maybe mm-hmm. even Hamabe dying. Right. <laughs> well, one could die, or both could die. 
Yeah. I don't see them killing Hamabe early, though, because, like... I don't see them killing her in this scene. Maybe towards the end of the film? Maybe. Um, Honestly, I could see Kamiki dying. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was about to say, I would be really, really, really impressed. Because in 54, we only see Sarazawa die. But all of our main characters were in danger because they were all like right on top of Godzilla. I mean, not only that, but it's kind of, it's kind of a sort of a trope in Yamazaki films for most of them in their endings to either have some sort of sacrifice or a bittersweet ending. Right. Um, like Returner is bittersweet with like, you know, um, Miyamoto never being able to see uh, Millie again. Mm-hmm. Um, but she saves him. Yeah. Oh. Always the first Always Sunset film has a bit of sweet. Died. I'm not okay. going to say what okay. it is. I'm just going to say okay. that Eternal um, Zero has well, uh, every it, it the movie kind of spoils how it's going to end. <laughs> it's a sacrifice at the end of Eternal Zero. Um, well, Space Battleship Yamato. The yep, captain. Yeah. Um, uh, Parasite is more of a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but even then, that's still a little bit bittersweet with um, Migi. Part one. Well, part one no, is part very two. bittersweet. Oh, I meant also part two with Migi. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's true. It's like, he, it's like Yamazaki typically, typically doesn't end his films like in like the perfect way the most right. ideal like well, world parasite part one was perfect <laughs> no, um, i mean that i mean <laughs> that's not what i mean i mean it perfect like in the point of view of the characters right i understand i understand mm-hmm. but and no even ghost book sort of is like that as well a little bit a Our bit. committees is a little dramatic irony with that because um, our main character kind of subsides to the you know call of war and kind of in a way his character who he was is dead, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of sad and it's it is it is a very different like it's it's a surprising end, um, but even then we think that we've been rooting for the right people. And then we get this like full, like alternative plan, alternative motive and everything we thought we were rooting for is right. Killed. Um, God, Archimedes is Archimedes and eternal zero. Not going to lie. I kind of almost want to rewatch them. (laughs) Um, so, I'm tempted but I, to rewatch Eternal Zero before minus one. <laughs> part of me does wonder what if uh, the girl, the little girl, dies, and then Hamabe I dies. A, I think the little girl dying is a very real possibility. Yes, especially if I'm right about the the use of past tense. Because mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. what I understand, he he ends. So he says. So the word he used is at the end is to protect, which the dictionary form, the plain form is like mamoru. And then he says, I don't remember the exact conjugation he does, but it ends in a ta, a T-A mm-hmm. sound. Um, 
that conjugation, you know, the t- the ta, the ta sound, that is typically used for past tense. Right. So that that's my line of thinking on that. Well, and then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to that. If Yamazaki really wants to make this bittersweet. If he wants to make this a real tragedy. (laughs) What if they do what if he pulls a bit of a raids again and we have Obayashi who you know Kobayashi. Kobayashi who goes in and, and crashes his plane to start the solution. Yeah, and that that's that's one thing I'm, I've been wondering. Like, is Kamiki going to do a Kobayashi? <laughs> Maybe not necessarily fly a plane. I don't know. He seems more like he was a part of the naval uh, operation. I mean, I mean, the thing is, the naval branch that he seemingly was from, based on like the first trailer. Um, oh, that's it's, oh, it's likely he was a pilot. That's true on on the battleships, not battleships, uh, aircraft carriers. Yeah, but then again, those lost to uh, the battleship Yamato too. <laughs> but no, I maybe, and like maybe Kamiki dies, and maybe. like I I I know there's been question like people have been questioning who's going to win. Like, are they going to keep Godzilla? alive or are they going to kill him see i'm not allowed to comment on this because i i got this spoiled for me already and i hate that well i'm i would love to see yamazaki like so far this movie has done everything that i would say is quote-unquote true for the lack of a better term for the for the ip um I mean the time, the times, you know where what time it takes place in, the direct connections to things, the all amazing of amazing cast, the the cast. Well, <laughs> not not that's not like like I'm talking I, I, like I don't care, I don't care. I love the cast. Uh, like <laughs> in terms of of tropes and metaphors and whatnot, and like Godzilla is truly going to be a force. Oh, um, yeah. I do know Yamazaki um, in an interview basically said that the way Godzilla is viewed in like the American films is this uh, god or no, as a monster. He's ref- he's viewed more as a monster. Um, but in like recent Toho films, he's been viewed more as a god. But Godzilla really is more like and I don't remember there's a term he used for a Japanese god. And he's like, he's half monster, half God. Um, So in a way, one of the only things you can do is pray that he will go away. And so part of me wonders if, you know, part of that is like a God really can't be killed. Like that's kind of the thought process, right? Like can't kill a God. If you can kill a god, if it can, if a god bleeds, are they really a god? Because they can be hurt. So if Godzilla's half god, what if... If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> I was waiting for you to make that right. <laughs> if Godzilla's meant to be a god, what if he does win? 
what if the movie ends and it's the tragedy that is in a way what Oppenheimer also did <laughs> you know ending with we are the ones to set the world on fire like the way Oppenheimer ends it's not this positive like the war is over we can move on it's we have unleashed the most destructive weapon on earth and this is what will destroy us what if that is what they do here. But we also got posters. We got posters. For 40X and IMAX. And uh, they they look off. Kind of made. <laughs> like they're just the CG renders. With like stuff over the top of them. And filters. Yeah or, the IMAX or, poster I thought. Was a fan poster at first. It looks like one. The um, blue eyes make it look like a fan poster. They do. So I'm not a huge fan of them, and uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't... Bloody X1 is kind of okay, but I don't really care for it that much. The best poster was the one from the Tokyo Society screen yeah, in the 50s. Japan Society. Japan Society, sorry. That is the best. That yeah. thing is amazing. That will be what we use for the podcast square. I'm telling you right yeah, now. Yeah, spoiler alert. I've already seen it. Just like how you've seen most of the spoilers. Not yet, not yet. I hate my life. (laughs) Speaking of spoilers, during the Godzilla Day stream, (laughs) but (laughs) Yamazaki, oh God, I mean, we can't really talk about it because like people probably don't know, but we knew. Let's put it this way. He showed some concept art for something that we Very clearly of. looks like something else. It, it looks like something that if you're familiar with what happens in the movie, you'll, you might have a good guess on what it could be. I tried to avoid everything. I mean, hey, at least you haven't actually seen an image of the actual this thing. This is true, in the and I will continue to not do that. I will. I have made it so I will hopefully not see anything else. I am going to do try my hardest. I've. I'm going to avoid Twitter. I'm going to avoid Instagram. I'm going to avoid Discord. I tried, but like one. Well, you failed. One misclick, and <sighs> I saw it. You failed. I, however, will not succumb to mortal desires. I will not succumb to Godzilla. Minus one. Spoilers. Because I have waited over two years, I think, at this point. Maybe. Maybe. I have waited over about two years for this movie. I was the first to write about it in the English language, and I will not be spoiled. I will go into this movie with virgin eyes. And I will come out. Ignore what Yamazaki showed. Yeah, <laughs> but in all fairness, it's concept art. Already tainted your eyes. But yeah, so that happened. Um, and as soon as that happened, I told you I'm I'm not I'm done. I was like I'm done. <laughs> we were already like, worried as is. I was like, should we do this? Should we? <laughs> should we be here? Should we? No. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so like, and after that, I was like, Rex, I'm done. I was like, Rex, I'm done. I can't, I can't, I cannot. 
I must See, stop. I was joking throughout the entire stream. You know, Yamazaki should just put up a whole picture of this thing. It would well. It would well be, I told I you it would be the funniest thing. I but told I you to like the entire stream, like just sometime during the stream, they just show an image. But with that, I'm going to wrap up this section of Godzilla minus one because I'm not going to deal with any more spoilers. Yeah. Now, before we final give our final thoughts and our wrap up of this year's Godzilla Day, Rex, what was your favorite thing this year? Whether oh. it was a merchandise thing or a short film or a poster or a teaser or a piece of information, what 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 would you say is your favorite? Um, probably the Jet Jaguar short, which is why I would also I'm also going to bring up that my least favorite thing, as well as a little bonus, was um the stream's audio because they just used the goddamn microphone. Mm-hmm. So they were playing the shorts in HD, which already look, which don't look good because you know it's a live stream and it's horribly, horribly compressed. And then, um, yet yeah, the audio is absolute god awful because it's coming from, you know, it's playing through the speakers and then that's being picked up by the microphone at, on the stage. <laughs> and so while the you know the voices in the short sounds fine the sound effects and the music not so much hopefully they will fix that when the stream gets re-uploaded but it's not guaranteed yet right right well i mean to to respond to that my my favorite thing this year is the boss coffee commercial i i love that thing and the Godzilla theme in that is a banger. And I can't wait to hear what Naoki Sato did, because I hope it's something similar to that. We'll see. And if I was to pick something that I would say is the worst thing this year... Is there really anything other than, other than the audio? My pick for worst thing on Godzilla Day was the lady who decided to keep driving and drove slow. Actually, I take that back. For my favorite. The Boss Coffee commercial is a very close second. But my favorite thing was right after the, uh, was it, it was right before the Jet Jaguar short film. It was right after the, oh God, I don't remember. Oh, it was the Monarch thing. It was right after the Monarch thing, I think. What, was um, it when Jet Jaguar first appeared in Shinsuke? Oh. No, not it wasn't it wasn't the part where they decided to stroke J- Jaguar's thighs with a suit yeah. actor inside. That was weird. <laughs> but right after that, I got to hop on and watch oh, right. one of my favorite Godzilla movies with my favorite person to talk Godzilla with and one of my best hey, friends. And we got to watch Godzilla Final Wars and honestly, it was some of the funnest like I I that's the most fun I've had watching that film in a long time. I had a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. And apparently I had so much fun that I got a bloody nose from it. Yeah. So that was my favorite thing on Godzilla Day. All in all, a pretty successful day. It was. Yeah. Is there there anything else to really bring up before transitioning to the, uh, the shameless stuff? Well... I mean, I don't know of what shameless stuff there is, but I do know that it is time for the most honorable 
of podcast traditions. Right. Yes. Yes. We we don't do the shameless stuff here. That's that's copyright for another podcast ah, that we can't ah, talk that's, about. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it for us it's the most honorable of podcasting traditions. Mm-hmm. And that is the self-promotional plugs. So if you guys have enjoyed ta- hearing us talk about Monarch, Godzilla Day, Godzilla Minus One, merchandise, and you want to hear more, this is what you want to hear about. This is the most important part of the episode. Yes. So Rex, why don't you tell the listeners at home where they can find you? Oh, dear listeners, you can find me on YouTube at Rexino. On Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph, where I'm currently less active, trying to uh, dodge certain images. <laughs> and on Instagram, Rex underscore Xeno. And if you want to check out some of my writing, go take a look at the Tokusatsu Network. And as for me, hello, I'm Elijah, and I have a kaiju and tokusatsu problem. Joking aside, I am Elijah Thomas. I am a part of the rotating host for the Monsters with Attitude YouTube channel. You can check us out where we do monthly live streams talking about kaiju entertainment. You can also head over to Facebook and join our Facebook group. It's a great place to talk with like-minded people. I am also a writer. I have written for GodzillaMovies.com and kaiju, and appear in Kaiju Ramen Magazine. I currently write for Kaiju United. My most recent article there is about Godzilla Minus One and Takashi Yamazaki, which is a great foundational piece for anybody who wants to learn about ta- Takashi Yamazaki, or Godzilla Minus One. My writing has also been featured in the book Giant Bug Cinema, a monster kid's guide from Bear Manor Media, where I wrote about Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. I'm also a filmmaker and YouTuber. You can check my stuff out on my YouTube channel, ET13 Productions, where you can see some of my short films, my old YouTube videos. Along with that is a playlist that features all of my appearances on YouTube, I do plan on getting new content out. I have some short films I want to post there. So definitely, you know, stay tuned. That stuff will be coming out very soon. I also appeared in a kaiju movie, a little known film called Zillafoot from 2021. I made a brief cameo in the film as Skywatcher number two. It's got a rating of 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. So if you want to watch more kaiju, you can buy the Blu-ray on srscinema.com or the DVD from any major online retailer, or you can just watch the film for free on Tubi with ads, or on Prime if you have the Prime subscription. You can also check out my action figure photography on Instagram at et13 underscore productions, and my ex, the artist formerly known as Twitter, thanks Danny, account at the same handle. And as for the rest of this lovely podcast, it is time to let you know where you can help support us. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes that boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. If you are if you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't actually, that's a lie. I'm literally looking at the text on this screen and it says MacBook Pro, so I'm using a MacBook right now. But you can rate us on Spotify now. That is a, that's a new feature they have you can do. If you want to stay up to date with all things Kaiju Conversation related, follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook at the same handle. If you're like me before podcasting and you don't have any social media, lucky you. 
You can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And as always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear. Now, I will say there's some some feedback and some statements that we have been given, but because we haven't had a main episode for three weeks now, we haven't covered those. Next episode that is an actual episode will 100% include our feedback and what our uh, listeners have said, so stay tuned for that. Very soon. We also have a Teespring store. Eventually, we'll have original artwork on there, but until then, you can sport our awesome logo on a t-shirt or maybe even a coffee mug. If you'd like to chat with us, check out our Discord server full of others that have similar interests to you. It's a great community full of great people. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. I will say, we just posted, um, it was for Halloween, it was a special spooky surprise, and Rex and I had the idea of doing a ring fan-produced version of the Sadako videotape. Yes. And so if you're interested in that, it's only like two minutes. It's not even two minutes long. It's like a minute, 47 seconds. Go check that out. Um, We put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a little bit of funds to make it happen. And (laughs) I think it looks great. So if you like ring, if you like horror, you should definitely check that out. And, uh, you know, hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload a video. We post exclusives to the channel, like bloopers for episodes or minisodes talking about news or other subjects. We also have an interview with Mechagodzilla designer Jared Kurchevsky on the channel. Definitely botched his name. I'm so sorry. But we also do monthly live streams and whatnot, so definitely check it out. A huge thanks to Rex for editing all of these episodes and all the other content we upload. His links can be found in the description below. Along with Rex, we'd like to give a huge thanks and shout out to Danny DeManna of the Godzilla Novelization Project for his amazing vocals on our theme song. You can support him by following him on Twitter at Danzilla93 underscore GNP or visit his website, GodzillaNovelizationProject.com. And a huge thanks to Grattan Conwell from the podcast Giant Monster BS for composing the music for our theme song. You can support him by following the podcast on Twitter at Giant Monster BS or on any podcast platform under the name Giant Monster BS. And with that, we're going to wrap things up here. So thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, Please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye. We are set. We are in debt. There's nothing to sweat. Life's too short now, baby. Two now.